Welcome aboard the Championship Express. I'm your host, Jamie. Tonight, I'm joined by Rob again. He's at Second Tier Stats on Twitter. If you haven't given him a follow yet, make sure you do. He is providing all stats related to Gaffer Championship Fantasy. So, Rob, how are you? Doing very well, thanks. Uh, thanks for that big introduction. How are you doing yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Could be better, but... I thought I'd give you a nice introduction considering you've changed your account and you're offering this very kind service to all the players. So I'll make sure I'll give you a plug there. How did your week go? I thought it was going really well until I saw some of the crazy scores that have come in. 89 points. So I was pretty happy with that. I got uh, plenty of returns. I nearly got double Millwall def- uh, defence clean sheet, but my defender got took off at 30 seconds too early. Oh, dear. Double Swansea defence came in good. Uh, Pookie, Wells and Bueno, good. 89 points. This is a good score. It can seem like it's not because I've seen some of them scores being posted and there's some absolutely monster scores in there. Um, Aye. Mine went all right. Um, I do have a confession, if the listeners haven't seen my tweet. Last Friday, the deadline was at quarter past six, wasn't it? Yeah, quarter past six. Right. I took my stepdaughter to cricket and thought, once she starts playing, I can sit down and sort my team out. I got asked to coach and I thought, right, I'll go for a toilet break at five, eight, six, sorry. I completely forgot and missed the deadline. So it's not a very good thing to do when you host a pod on the game, but it worked to my advantage. A big 108 points for myself. Um, Woodman, seven wow. points. And Morrison with a 12-pointer, Henry with 11, both assists. Disappointed with Warrock, Forrest, three-pointer. My midfield wasn't actually that good. Um, and Buemo got me 14, but Powell, Lowe and Dowell got me one, two and one, respectively. Um, but it was my forwards that did it. Pookie, captain, 22. Kiefer Moore, 24. And Wells, 11. So I can't really complain at that, can I? Very nice. Well, considering you don't know the rules and you're hosting a fantasy show, you've got a missed deadline and a wrongly used chip in two weeks. So I'd hate to see when you get uh, when you get it right, you're going to be flying the leagues. Well, what's the point in changing my strategy now? It's going well for me, isn't it? Shall we <laughs> review game week two for the yeah. listeners? Absolutely. Why not? Right. We'll start them. Um, the Friday night game, Coventry three. QPR too. So, Matt Godden again, another goal. Callum O'Hare and Kyle McFadzine scored for Coventry, while Johan Barbet and Lyndon Dyke scoring again for QPR. Entertaining game. Some good points scored there, don't you think? Good point, Dyke. Godden doing it again. Dyke's doing it again. I thought QPR attack was pretty sloppy, if I'm honest. I thought the... Uh... They were clutching at straws against Coventry. Coventry actually looked really good. And I can see why people are uh, expecting them to do well. Fantasy-wise, Gordon is all over it. Two goals, only 5.1. He's he's had eight shots in two games. It's crazy. I think he's a really good good option. Yeah, I think Gordon, at the moment, would be the only Coventry asset I'd look at getting in. He's on my watch list. I just can't seem to get him in my team at the moment because I've got a strong front three of Wells, uh, Moore and Pookie. And, but he is only 5.1, so if you are struggling for money, he's not a bad option, is he? 
so we've come a long way in two weeks, I think, from where we were saying, I'm never going to have a Coventry player mm-hmm. and never going to have a Rotherham and Wickham player. But you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. In all fairness, because the audio on the pod didn't come out right last week, so we didn't release it, we did actually record it. We both did say we were looking forward to watching in Coventry Friday night just to watch them properly. And Godden does pass the eye test. Whether I'd go for him yet, I'll be honest, I don't need the money. I think I've got five million in the bank, so it's not really an issue I need go to yet. But once I overall, he's definitely going to be in my thoughts to go in there. Unlike Dykes for me, he did not pass the eye test. I think he's only had two shots and two goals from penalties. It's more the wingers that I was impressed with in game week one and and, and they're disappointed in game week two. So they go back to the watch list at best again. That covers the first one. Next, um, we'll go to Nottingham Forest nil, Cardiff 2. Forest poor form continues. Cardiff getting that bounce back from the first game defeat. Kiefer Moore, 16 points. That's exactly what would expecting from them and Sean Morrison those two in the air Morrison with some points for your team as well um, yeah 16 points big score um, I wasn't entirely convinced by him though he's only had two shots in that game and he scored twice so um, big things were expected from him making a move from Wigan so uh yeah, he's still waiting to see at best. I don't know if it really didn't convince me that game. We said there were both two teams that didn't look great in game week one, and I don't think it's changed my mind. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was actually in Nottingham um, watching this. We'd gone out for lunch with my mum, who lives near there. So I was watching this. And to be fair, Cardiff weren't great, but Morrison and Moore doing exactly what mm. we anticipated. You know, they're going to be a threat mm. in the air on set pieces, and it worked out beautifully. Morrison gain and assist on one of Moore's goals. I'm happy with keeping them to win because I have got that budget in the bank. I'm because they are expensive, especially Morrison, but I'm happy to go forward with them. And yeah, don't play great football, but if they can get a goal or two from set pieces every other week, I'd probably take that. In regards to Forest, um, I had Warrell at the back. Um, spoiler alert for the segment after I've actually sold him now. But I'm starting to worry about Forrest. Not, uh, it doesn't make good watching, does it, really? Graben's getting the chances. Uh, I said in the, after the first game, he's, he looked really rusty. Um, but he is getting the chances. He's, had, he's missed three big chances. He's had seven shots overall, which are good numbers. But just doesn't look like a man who's going to put them away every time. Yes, definitely an avoid for me, Forrest. Like I said, I've already got rid of Warrell now. Next game, then. Um, Big score line. Blackburn Rovers played Wickham Wanderers 5 0. Adam Armstrong at trick. You love to see it, don't you, if you own him? You don't love to see it if you don't own him. <laughs> I'm one of those unfortunate people who didn't get 19 points. Hat trick hero. He looked an absolute menace. Could have had another one at the end, a one on one chance he missed. Uh, and I'm now a proud owner. Spoiler alert. Who did you bring him in for? Wells is a goner. Two goals in two games is not enough. Oh, harsh manager. (laughs) (laughs) When did you bring him in? Sunday. Sunday Pulled the trigger expecting a big price rise. Well, you got one, didn't you? 
What is he? 7.7 now. Uh, he's flying. 7.5 to 7.7 in two weeks, yeah. Yes, not bad, that is. It's Armstrong. I, I've rated him. I just I decided to go Wells over him. And I, I don't really regret it because Wells is, you know, clinical finisher. But Armstrong that trick, he's definitely on my radar now. It's, if he bags again at the weekend, I think... Well, actually, I think a lot of people would have already brought him in, like yourself. I think everybody would have saw the hat trick and they'd have jumped on him at that price. And then they all get rewarded with the price rises, just like you. But do you think he can carry it on going forward then over the next few weeks with you bringing him in? I think he's getting on for essential. Um, Derby, Cardiff, Nottingham Forest, Watford, Coventry. I mean, his fixtures really turned green after after that game, really. So I'm liking it. I'm liking what I'm seeing on the eye test and the stats. He's top for expected goals. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Wells, yeah, it's harsh to get rid of him after two goals, but um, if you've made that switch in game week two, you've been really rewarded with 20 points, 19 points. Yeah, it's not bad. I think, yeah, definitely a lot of people end up going to him and I can't argue with it, really. Uh, next game, Brentford three, Huddersfield nil. We called it. You need to target Huddersfield and it's proved right again. Brentford bounced back from the defeat at Birmingham and Buemo with a goal and assist. Joshua Silva again on the score sheet. Rico Henry getting the other assist plus a clean sheet. Good day's work for Brentford. You did call it. Uh, we didn't doubt them for a second, did we? In game week one podcast that wasn't released. Um, deadlock didn't get broken until nearly 60 minutes, so maybe it could have been more if they'd have broke that earlier on, but it just looked like a barrage, a wave towards Huddersfield uh, goal. I was keeping an eye out on the result while I was out on Saturday and when I saw it, it was still nil-nil going into the second half. Mm. I was thinking, it's going to be one of them days again for Brentford. Um, they peppered yeah. Birmingham last weekend and they were doing the same at Huddersfield, but they did get through eventually. Um, in regards to fancy assets and Buemo delivering for the owners, that's not bad. Joshua De Silva, I really like him. Watching the highlights, Looks a tidy footballer. He's on my watch list. Um, Nico He's on Henry penalties as well, yeah. That's an added bonus. Nico Henry gaining assist. To be fair, it could have been him or Dallas guard through the game. I think both have them viable options. And it says a toss-up, which one you have at the same price, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. This time, uh, Henry wasn't as as advanced as Dallas guard, but he was the one that was making key passes. You know, he was right on the edge of the box a couple of times, got the assist which is a bit of a contrast to the game week one, where it was always the wingers holding the width. So maybe a change of tactics has helped them there. I think Brentford might be the Man City of the Championship. There's so many attacking options. Which ones are going to which ones are gonna deliver? Because Marcondes, Canos and Buemo, Tony, they're all right up there with having five-plus shots in the first couple of weeks. So it might just be a, a hit and hope who gets hit. In regards to the attacking abilities, Ivan Tony, he hasn't returned again. That's two games. Do you think he'll come good or would you avoid him? If I had him, I'd probably keep him. He, he has missed a couple of big chances. I think it's three in total now. So he's he's been in the right place, but from the eye test, I think Mbuemo is the guy who's who's in the middle more often than not. It's just a lottery who you pick with these guys. There's, they all look good. I agree. From watching the highlights, 
he did have some big chances. Didn't put him away, but you know, one of them will fall to him and it will put it away one time and then I think that's all he needs. It's a big step up going from Peterborough. I know he scored a lot of goals, but I think once he finds his feet, gets that first goal, you never know if he could go forward. But my opinion is I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. I'm happy with my Brentford assets. Yeah, so I'd avoid him. If I'd got him, I wouldn't be in a rush to sell him. Maybe give him one or two more and then move on. But we'll move on to the next game. Luton 2, Derby 1. Um, for once, it wasn't Colin scoring for Luton. Jordan Clark gained a goal. Jack Marriott, who I've slated for Derby scoring. And Luke Berry. Anything in particular from this game that caught your eye? I've noticed uh, Cornick, who plays on the right, he tends to be the most advanced. But all three of their front three are listed as attackers on uh, Gaffer. So it's not really of any notice. Um. I would probably call it as the surprise of the weekend. I know Derby haven't scored. Oh, this was the first game they scored in, including pre-season, but uh, Luton are doing really well. Luton are uh, really starting to change my mind on them because during pre-season, I said I expect them to struggle. But since Nathan Jones has gone back, he is actually working a miracle down there. and They look really good. They deserve the win from the highlights that I saw. From a fancy yeah. point of view, uh, Barry with an 11 pointer, Lee with an 8. Collins' owners will be a bit disappointed that he didn't get any returns, but at 6.5, you're not expecting to score every game. In regards to Derby, um, they're nowhere near my radar, if I'm honest with you. If anything, I'd probably start to target them defensively mm. because they don't look very good at all. We've got it really wrong, haven't we? I think we were optimistic. Remember the good old Rooney days? We were saying we were going to look for a minute. I even said a double up, Rooney and Sibley, and that yeah. could have gone horrendously. And Sibley was on the bench um, for this one as well. so Got an injury as well. Yeah, not too promising, is it? So we'll move on to the next game then. Not really much there. Um, next one is Middlesbrough 1, Bournemouth 1. Dominic Solanke getting a goal for Bournemouth. Dan Juma assist. And Marcus Brown with a Paddy McNair assist. You being a Middlesbrough fan, what did you make of this from a fantasy point of view? Fantasy, Solanke could have had another one, had Mr. One on One, and that would have put the game again, uh, to bed against us, but it would have made him probably 15 pointer, 16 pointer maybe for a couple of goals. Um, he looks dangerous. They look dangerous. But interestingly, we had a, a higher expected goals than them. So, some longer had another. I think it was a five shots. So we look all right now that the fixtures are going to change. I'm certainly backing us in fantasy. If Sambalonga's got put one away soon, because every week you tell me how many shots he's had, but he's just not getting that return, is he? One's got to come soon. Yeah, surely. Seven shots overall um, against two good teams. So you know, if you can do that against the, the best teams in the league, I think he's going to come good. I didn't expect returns in the first couple of games with the fixtures in regards to Bournemouth then because a lot of the players will own Bournemouth players defensively they don't look very good at all do they but going forward they look like they're going to score a lot of goals this year anyone in particular that's caught your eye at Bournemouth very interesting Brooks got the start so he started the AFL and he started uh, so I thought Stanislas was certain to start so we were excited in pre-season about Brooks and I think 
he's the one to watch if he's going to get minutes. If he's going to get starts, he's he's too good, like you say, for this league. What about um, Dan Jumis had a good start? I think he looks a promising player. So I've had him from the start, um, and he does. I just think maybe even a double up on these guys because they're gonna they're gonna score goals. They look really good. Solanke or Brooks probably. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, I'd avoid defensively, but I'd look to gain one or two, one maybe two in going forward, but. Next game then, Norwich 2, Preston 2. Uh, team Apuki getting on the score sheet. Um, for Preston, Darnell Fisher, Scott Sinclair scoring. And, oh God, the other goal scorer for Norwich. Um, oh, where do I even start with this name? Premislaw Pochetta. I'll give that a 6 out of 10 for effort. I'll take that. I'll take it. Oh. What caught your eye in this one? Obviously, over the Pookie score. Tell you who. Yeah, the Pookie did it again. Got some returns. He could have could have again had a bigger uh, a bigger haul. But Scott Sinclair was the man who caught my eye. Complete contrast to the guy who turned up in the first week. Uh, five shots, two big chances missed. He scored a penalty, obviously. The howler from uh, Rudd for Pookie's goal was comical. Did you see that one? <laughs> I did, yeah. Ball watching straight straight through his legs. So Pookie managed three shots uh, and he nearly scored again right at the death to win the game for them. Uh, he looks really good. He's not had any double-digit scores yet, but he looks really good. He's one of them. I've obviously still got Pookie. Um, so we had the armband this week and he's one of them. I know he's just got the one goal, one assist, but I daren't move off him. Because I feel as soon as I get rid of him, he's just going to bag for fun. And I don't want to go without it. So I feel like he's going to be a difficult player for me to own this year because I won't want to get rid of him. Even though I think, for example, I could go to Armstrong, downgrade the price and go to Armstrong. But Pookie, I can't see myself coming off him. Um, In regards to Preston... Other than Sinclair, I don't think there's anybody else right now, is there, that, you know, knocking at the door to get in your team? Agree with that, yeah. Sinclair did look good, but I want to see more than the man who was anonymous in the first game. Seeing as the uh, Norwich left-back didn't get any airtime last week due to the uh, problems we had, Kintia, seven crosses from corners in the first game week, 15 crosses against Preston. 15. Worthy of a mention. 15 crosses. Right. Twin. Unbelievable. I'd wish you told me that stat before I did my transfers. <laughs> <laughs> because if he's pinging balls in... Well, that many times you were the only game. person... You were the only person who knew he had seven corners in the first game week. Because he had me, so... You had the info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably should have remembered that. <laughs> we'll go to the next game then. Uh, the surprise team of the season so far, going in Reading, top of the league, 2-0 against Barnsley. I'll be honest with you, before the season started, I was a bit on the fence with them. I didn't know what to expect. It definitely wasn't them being top of the league after the first two games. Um, two red cards in the game for Barnsley. Uh, Mikhail Halleck, I think you pronounce it like that, and Mads Jewel Anderson. But for Reading, Michael Lisi and Yaku Maite were the goals. Did anything catch your eye with Reading? 
I've got to back our friend Rob Pick here and say that both red cards were very controversial. Uh, completely changed the game, as it would do playing against nine men. But Joe ca- caught my eye of how uh, not involved he was. Zero touches in the box, zero shots. Uh, this is the same guy who's been running the show recently. But like you said, defensively, the only team, uh, one of the three teams, I think it is, not to have conceded anything yet. It's not good, that isn't no no touches in the boxes. It's it's a funny one with Reading because I'm looking at him, obviously the top of the league. But when I look at the team, no one's standing up. There's nobody I fancy. Now things going to change quickly. Joe looked virgin on uh, getting an essential after a hat trick in pre-season, then a couple more last week. You know, and things can change really quickly. Just watching the games, looking at the stats, it's completely put me off them. They've got three tough games coming up as well. So, defensively, the only person who's interesting me is right back Richards. Um, he's he's stand out at four point one. Yeah. He had ten defensive actions, which contribute to the bonus points this week. Not bad. We'll see how they go on over the next few weeks. If they can keep up the form, then obviously we're going to have to start looking at them. But for now, we'll just give them a few more games. See how they go. Uh, but we'll go to Rotherham nil. Millwall won. So Millwall get the clean sheets. Jed Wallace, popular pick in the community, he gets the goal. It's probably standard what you expect from your Millwall asset. I can't even get my words out. Millwall assets, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to look. Uh, I can't wait for them to get Parrot in. I think that'll, that'll really round them off because you're saying the week before Bodvars and struggled to lead the line. I've got a personal grudge here against. Scott Malone, left wing back, for not getting that 75th minute mark to give me those six points. <laughs> yeah, that's Nearly the annoying. double Will Millwall defence played off. <laughs> I think going forward, Millwall defensively, definitely viable. Uh, I I've got one in, I've got Hutchinson myself, but I couldn't imagine going forward without no Millwall defence. I know they can't keep a clean sheet every game, but... You know, they're tough to break down. They play Rowett style of football. They'll sit deep. and It's what they're about and it works well for them. In regards to going forward, um, last week against Stoke, Jed Wallace was probably the best player. Didn't get anything. Got a goal today. Um, today, we'll go with Saturday, shall we? He got the goal. Um, in regards to Rotherham, I'll be honest, not looking at them at all. If anything, I'd probably target them. But, yeah, what do you think about that, Rotherham? I agree with that on Rotherham. They didn't didn't score a massive amount. They didn't uh, have an outstanding defensive record last year. So, I just, yeah, I'm not going to not gonna entertain them, unfortunately, Rotherham. Just coming back on to Millwall a second. If, yeah. if they can get Parrot fit for game week five, they've got five incredible fixtures in a row that I'd be loathed to go without him. So I might have to find a way in if he gets fixed. I've only got them three striker spots and they're valuable. We'll have a look at him then. For me personally at the moment, it is just defensively. Uh, but if they can get Parrot in and he start scoring, then you've got with can't you? Uh, next game then, Sheffield Wednesday, get another point. 0-0 draw at Watford. Can't say I was expecting this, but we did say when Watford played yourselves, Middlesbrough, they didn't overly impress, did they? So, nil-nil. Nice if you've got a Watford defensive asset. 
other than that, there's not really much going on. Was there there? Another clean sheet, yeah. Uh, they played Seymour at left wing back this week. So uh, I said there was there was a big question mark over who was going to play left wing back and they haven't brought anyone into my knowledge. So um, uninspiring going forward, I think. Very low expected goals for both of these teams. They were the lowest, apart from Stoke. We haven't gone to that yet, though. In the league, these two. Well, we'll move on to another nil-nil. Um, Swansea, second clean sheet in a row. Birmingham, second clean sheet in a row. Defensively, Swansea, you know, you've got your Bidwell, um, your Roberts fullbacks, uh, Roden, Woodman and goal. But give me forwards. They haven't impressed that much of this Swansea. No, oh, it's done well for me uh, defensively, got the double up. It's uh, Andre Ayew, zero shots in two games. What's that all about? That's worrying. I nearly started the season with Ayew. Pick of the bunch is Gibbs White, though. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, you did, hi. What about, well, I was expecting him, I think he was 7 million. Um, I poured him in instead of Ayew, just so I could have Wells in it. I yeah. thought, you know, he's going to be playing up front a good Swansea side, but he just hasn't delivered yet, has he? No, that's right. We've both been, uh, well, I've been blinded by the out of position, which yeah. we will come on to later on. But Gibbs White is the guy. He's always in the box. The other two are always missing in action. I don't know where they are. But he is the guy making late runs, bursting in. And he looks good value, really good value. Yeah. Uh, going on to Birmingham then. Our Birmingham correspondent's going to absolutely love us praising Birmingham. It kills me to do it, but two clean sheets in a row, we weren't expecting it, were we? Isaac Karanka, that's what he does. He grinds it out. Another four million George Friend, another clean sheet. Um, not a great deal to say. I don't expect them to tear up the earth this year, I think. Defensively, is the only place I'd be interested. They didn't play Lee Tomlin, interestingly. I thought they would. Yeah, going forward-wise, I won't touch them. Not yet. They're not scoring anyway, so they're not even on the radar. But defensively, can't argue with two clean sheets. I'm not going to go there myself. I think there's better options out there. But if anybody's looking for a defender, there's no one looking at the Birmingham defence, is there? The way they're playing with card speed. Absolutely. So, we'll move on to the last game then, Sunday's game. Uh, my team, Stoke, hosting Bristol City. 2-0 to Bristol City, and that man gets a return. Wells, did, what do you make of this game from a fancy aspect? I'm really happy with my Wells points, because I was not expecting it. Having researched your defence uh, since the project restart, and you've got a really good defence. So I wasn't expecting it, um, which makes me look at you defenders. A couple of uh, wing-backs might interest me. Yeah, so Morgan Fox is playing left wing-back, Tommy Smith right wing-back. Um, to be fair, I was quite surprised at the result because we did play that back five, and when we play that with Bruno Martins-Indy as the left centre-back, we are a lot better, but we made the one change. Jacob Brown played up front instead of Tyrese Campbell. Um, he played up front with Vokes, but nothing seemed to work. We were just... I'll go back to what I said in pre-season. Um, we're very inconsistent. We'll look very good one game, uh, but then we just can't seem to put a run together, and this is one of them games. 
no complaints about the results. Uh, I don't think we're absolutely terrible, but Bristol City were just clinical on the day. Naki Wells getting on, Veerman coming on. You know, we can score goals at this level. Um, yeah, fair play to Bristol City. I haven't really got much to say more. It's what I expected. It's what I warned the listeners about. Um, from a fantasy point of view, the only one I'd say is Adam Davies looks like he's got the number one spot now. Uh, Butland didn't play again. Um, the latest rumours are is we're going to do a straight swap with Southampton for Angus Gunn. Don't see the logic in that, if I'm honest, because we're going to have to pay his wages and Adam Davies looks comfortable. His distribution's really good. So, yeah, other than that, I'd avoid Stoke. No arguments if you've got a defensive asset in. There will be clean sheets in there, just not consistently, but going forward, I'd leave us alone. Um, regards to Bristol City, Naki Wells gained the goal. I know you've got rid of him. Um, Patterson didn't do much, though, this game, but a clean sheet. Alfie Mawson played well. Would you target Bristol City in any way, other than Wells? I know you've got rid of him. I've got rid of him now. Uh, I was impressed with Patterson running the show last week. Um, I have... No, I've got rid of him. The mids are not for me. And like I say, I can only fit three strikers in. So, it's wells or nothing for me at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So, that covers all the weekend's games then. All the major fantasy talking points. Um, what we'll do is we'll look ahead at game week three. So, we won't go through every game, but what we've done is... I've chosen six players, two defenders, two midfielders and two forwards who I think you could target for this weekend if you're planning on bringing someone in. Um, Rob will then go through his picks using his stats. Uh, so I'll start defensively. I've gone Swansea. We've got two clean sheets and they're playing Wickham this weekend. I fancy a big win for Swansea and I have gone Roden at 5.6 million. I could have gone Roberts or Bidwell, but I thought 5.6 is a cheaper option. And that's my only thing in getting him really over the other two. He's just he's a cheaper option. So if you're struggling for budgets and you want to weigh again in the swan to defence, he's definitely the one. What do you think about Roden? Oh, yeah. Well, I got very excited about Bidwell last week and brought him in. So for me, it's, it's the wing backs, but I can see the value saving a million there. Yeah, if, if you've got no budget issues, I would probably go Roberts or Bidwell. But if, if you want to save a bit of money, I'd go to Roden. In regards to my other defensive asset, I, I can't, between, can't decide between the two. Um, it's the Brentford boys, Dallas Guard and Nico Henry. I have Nico Henry. A lot of people have got Dallas Guard. I think it's a coin toss, which one you get. Both same value. Um, they've got Millwall this weekend. And I do think Miller will sit deeper under Rowett, allowing Brentford to have a lot of the ball. And so you can see them to getting forward. Brentford, obviously, one of the strongest sides in the league. So that's where I'd go defensively. Midfield-wise, I've gone for Morgan Gibbs-White, another route into the Swansea team. Again, playing Wickham this weekend. In his last two, he scored one. He's 1.5 shots per game. And on the heat map in his last game, he is everywhere, like you said earlier on. He's on the left, he's on the right, he's through the middle, he's in the box. Uh, so in regards to getting into the Swansea attacking threats, I think he's the one because, like you said, IU, no shots, Lowe's gone missing. So he'd be the one there. 
Uh, my open midfielder back to Brentford is Joshua De Silva at 7.5. Four key passes in his last game, two big chances and one goal. You can't moan at that at 7.5 million, can you? And on penalties, as I keep, uh, oh, I hope he I, I hope is anyway. I've been bigging it up all the time. Yeah, that's I haven't nice had this year, but I've been bigging it up. In regards to my two forwards, um, I'll start with Coventry's Matt Godden. This is a value pick. He scored two and two. Um, Barnsley are missing Anderson and Halleck this weekend, so they're going to be struggling at the back. 5.1 million. I can't say any more other than that price, can I? It's a great pick for that value. And then the guy you've already brought in, Adam Armstrong, 7.7 million. Scored four and two, including a hat trick against Wickham. Five shots on target last game, including two key passes. So they would be my six picks if I was bringing in a player this weekend. What about yourself, Rob? Very nice. Good stats there. I think because it's only two weeks of data, we're probably going to tread, tread across uh, each other's information here a little bit. But there's only one man, really, isn't it? Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Highest for expected goals, nine shots, which is oh amazing. We've got Embuemo and Gordon in second place with eight. Um, he's the guy, though. He really is at the moment. Hence, you bringing him in straight away on the Sunday. Could be, could be. Um, couple of players I wanted to mention from my own team. Both strikers, Asamba Longer and Fletcher, have managed. Six and seven shots in the first couple of games, which I'm really surprised at the our uh, opponents. So having QPR next, I think they could be one to get on. I'm just waiting for As- Asabalonga just to fire now because I hear you tell me how many shots he's had every game. And it's going to be one of them. If you gamble on him and you get that timing spot on, you could be rewarded, can't you? Or it could be just blinded by... Fan bias the whole season. <laughs> Who else you got? My pick, Sergi Canos. I'm a bit in bit worried about the man. I think he came off with an injury this week. Um, but four shots in the box for a winger. That's good. Jed Wallace, four shots in the box for a, a left sided player again. These are all the top ten shots total for the, the league. Yeah. And your man Jack Marriott, he's also in the top ten. Five in the penalty show, penalty area. One final point, I think we touched on it before. Brentford is a bit of a lottery. We've got Ambuemo, Marcondes, Canos, all in the top 10. It could be anyone. It's like watching Man City. See, for me, I'm attracted to the silver. Just the price yeah. is really good. But like you say, you could easily go for one and the other one bangs. It's going to be one of them. and It's going to frustrate you through the season, but it can reward you as well. Too risky to go without for me. Have you got any others? I think that'll do for now. Right, so we'll give the listeners you know, some options they could bring in this week. Um, just uh, one or two questions that we've had from the listeners. We'll start with Auto Close, um, one of our weekly listeners. He has put, who has been the standard out-of-position player so far, um, I'll be honest here, I haven't even thought about it, I'm not going to lie. Um, so I'm going to pass that question over to Rob and I hope that he's going to answer it for you. I do love an out-of-position player, but I've had a couple of conversations on Twitter today about 
whether it is carrying any weight in Gaffer because you've got five points for attacker, five points for a mid. Yeah. So really, the only place I can see it benefiting is defence, where you you gain those points for both ends. But if you particularly want someone who's a, a midfielder who's going to be in the front three or the front two um, at Huddersfield, you've got Bakuna and Diakabi. But we've given Huddersfield a bad rap yeah. so far. Don't go near Huddersfield, also close. Also in midfield, you've got Lowe at Swansea. But we've also already said he's looking like less of a good option than Gibbs White. At Chef Wed, we raved about Windass last week on the yeah. uh, the pod that didn't make it. He uh, really had some excellent stats playing that front two with Rhodes. And going under the radar, ranking Kent Costello at to Blackburn. Played right back the first week, but is played in the front three in preseason and in the last game. So they're most of those are mids. Yes. So like you said then, to summarise it really, it's not as beneficial in this game, is it, in Gaffey, the out of position? Because like you said, you gain the same amount of points for the goals the attacks and midfielders are. So it's one to keep an eye on. I'll I'll probably now because I haven't really thought about it if money to, but now it's been brought to my attention. I'm probably gonna find myself looking more, but yeah. I think Rob's answered that one for you. Um, the next one is from Amra Batman, our Watford correspondent. He has put, do you have a strategy? If, uh, ugh, I'll get my words out eventually. Do you have a strategy for which chips you'll be using and when? Considering that they restart in game at 16. I'll be honest, I haven't really got a strategy. Um, with there being six to choose from and you can only choose three, then they get reset. I'm just going to play mine when I see fit, really. Like, for example, game week one, I used the multi-captain because I had Kiefer Moore, Naki Wells and Tima Puki with great fixtures. And I thought to myself, I'll be very lucky if I get these kind of fixtures again. So I just went for it. Um, in regards to the others, it's just going to be, for example, my defensive one. One week I'll be doing my team, I would cut it and I think, yes, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet. And I'll activate it. What about you? I haven't given it a great deal of thought. I tend to follow rather than lead on strategies with chips. And this is all sorts of dimensions, having three chips to choose from six. One thing we have contacted the Gaffer boys about is how many overhauls we're going to get throughout the season. Will there be one in each pack of three or not? If you had one in every 15 weeks, it'd be very, well, it'd be easier, shall we say, to navigate around so like using it each time but I have messaged them and I have got an answer and they put not necessarily so you're not guaranteed an overall in your next pack of boosts so wow this is something that we can sit down look into and see if we can come up with something for the listeners because at the moment I'll be honest I have no idea but now I know I'm not guaranteed an overall in the next round of boosts I'm going to want to make sure I use this at exactly the right time. Yeah. Maybe is using it late going to be an advantage if we're not going to get in the second lot of boosts? I don't really know. Or So this week, what I'll do is I'll have a sit down and I'll pretend I know what I'm doing and I'll try and find out a little bit of a strategy. But I'll be honest, um, Batman, it's something we haven't looked into yet, but we can do, can't we? 
it's been hard enough looking at uh, you above me in the league. Never mind worrying about home championships. 41st overall I am at the moment. I'm going to win it. Wow. I'm going to win it. But actually, uh, talking yeah, no, of good overalls. No, you're putting your time into it. Batman is um, ahead of me. He's 38, so I won't overtake him next week. I won't be top of our correspondence. Um, talking of many leagues, actually, to wrap it up then, we've got the Champ Express Podcast League where the winner wins a championship shirt to their choice. I'll go through the top five, give them a little bit of a shout-out. Top of the league is Sean Linus, or Linus. Sorry if I've butchered that. The team's name's Blind, leading the blind. He's on 200 points, so that's good going. Um, second is Forest R Magic. Guessing a Nottingham Forest fan. They're on 198 points. And third is the Waynestone Wanderers. Monique Murray on 197 Fourth is Champs United FC, David Strange. They're on 193 points, sorry. And in fifth place, uh, Amiomi, Juan Kenobi, another Forest fan, I think, 191 points. That's a good one. So, yeah. So the Forest fans are doing well in that. Shame they're not doing as well in the league, um, but we won't go there. So that pretty much wraps up everything. Um, is there anything we haven't covered, Rob? We haven't talked about our teams going forward apart from our transfers. Very good points. It's a good job you're on here, Rob, because I definitely forgot about that. Um, the listeners are going to be glad to hear I've actually done my transfers this week. I've done them early. I've set everything ready just in case anything does happen, um, but it shouldn't. I'm going to be there, ready, waiting for that deadline. Whoever I took out, that's a very good question. I have took out Warrell from Nottingham Forest because I'm quite worried about Forest at the moment so I don't want a defensive asset in there and I've gone and done myself over and forgot his name what's the Watford lad's name who's gone who Batman told everyone get Estepinan thank you very much Rob yeah that get rid of him so I brought in Roden for Swansea at 5.6 so I'm doubling up with them with Woodman and Goal and I don't know why I didn't really need to save the money, but I've gone for Pearson at Wooten, 4.1. I just thought I'm quite disappointed with my midfield at the moment, so I've used my two free transfers, and then next week I can look to upgrade my midfield. What about you? If you brought, oh, if you just used the one, Armstrong? Excellent. Yeah, just the one. Wells to Armstrong. Um, he's got Derby, uh, so I fancy that. My team looks really good on paper. I'm really looking forward to this year. Uh, season? Season? Uh, game week. I've got <laughs> four big players, expensive players on the bench, though. Interestingly enough. And now is the time for me to put my money where my mouth is. Captain Asomba Longa. Oh, wow. He's going for it. Are you actually going for him? Yeah. Wow. Um yeah, do not inspire me after that game. And he, uh, he's got the stats. I need to back myself up here. Need to back it. I'm going to be looking at Middlesbrough score at the weekend with a close eye now. Uh, half of me does want it to work out for you just because you've mentioned him every single week. But the other half hopes he does absolutely nothing so I can stay above you. Um, who's your vice captain in emergency then? At the moment, it's Bidwell. Is my vice. Yeah. 
and very lastly, it was on swimmingly until and when right. end emergency on Armstrong. I just like Bedwell, four shots in two games. He's a menace up the left. I've gone down a similar route with that with Swansea defence. I put Rhodes as my emergency captain because I just think I can't see Wickham scoring, if I'm honest. Um, he might get some off a set piece, but it's just for that clean sheet. My vice captain is a bit of a gamble. I've only done it because they're playing Wickham. I've gone low. That might backfire on me. I'm not that happy with low at the moment, but you never know. Wickham might get a chance. Yeah. Um, but my captain is staying on Timo Puki for the third week in a row. I just think Bournemouth defensively, not very good. Seems scoring. And I just think he's a better option than Wells against Sheffield Wednesday and Moore against Reading. There's Embuemo I could have had, but I think Millwall sit very deep. So I can't see Brentford scoring that many. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I don't like the look of my team this week. So I think I'm going to get brought back down to earth after my 108 points. I can't see myself scoring that well this week. That's a good pick. I think it will go under the radar. People, won't, people will think Bournemouth big team. Yeah, I think that can work. Looks like this week there's a lot of uh, unusual captaincy options. Yeah, I'm gonna swings. I'm gonna put a poll out again. I like doing that, just getting an idea of what all our listeners are thinking. Quite like seeing who they pick, but I'll put that out later in the week. That pretty much wraps up everything for the podcast. If anyone has any questions, um, just hit me up. Rob's the stat man. If you need anything regarding stats, go at Rob up. Is it at second tier stats, your Twitter handle? That's the one. Yeah, it rub up for anything stats. Anything regarding particular teams, just give me a message and I will CC the correspondence of that team in for you and hopefully they can answer the question. But that wraps everything up. Good luck in game week three. Thanks for joining me again, Rob. And everybody, thanks for listening. Cheers, Jamie. Good luck to everyone. We'll be back next week around about the same time. Thank you and good night. Tomorrow!